Welcome to the Alpha Geeks Podcast, where athletes and geeks collide. God damn it, I did it right this time. I'm your host, Bakari. <laughs> I'm your host, Bakari, here with my, um, my nearest and dearest friend, Harrison. How you doing, man? We straight out here. We straight out here. How are I'm you? I'm good, man. So, am, am, I, am I hosting? Am I listening to topics, too? Am I just my whole shit? This is my show today? Yeah, this your you came up with the topics. Oh, this is sure, your show. I'm chilling. Right, well, so let's get straight into it. <laughs> so I really wanted to start with the Lakers organization. It's going to be a Lakers episode, even though I not my team. I kind of hate this team. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be kind of centered around their front office. So as you see in the recent news, Frank Vogel released officially Monday morning, but he was pretty much informed by everybody but Rob Palenka as early. What was it? Was fucking Sunday the last game, Harrison? Uh yeah, it was Sunday during so the game. Maybe. It was right after right, the buzzer right, went right, off. The, Whoa, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So you know now the Lakers are looking for another coach after releasing what only the fourth coach to ever win a championship for them. And um, in the midst of that, they have a off season with LeBron's unhealthy again. Anthony Davis is unhealthy again. Russell Westbrook is in trade rumors again. It's a it's a it's a murky off season. There, there's rumors about Rob Palenka. Eh, we'll, we'll get into it. But what do you think about the outlook for the coaching search and and just the optics of being the championship coach getting fired? You know, two years after you brought a ring to the city. Um, they had to scapegoat somebody, and he had to take the fall. They didn't because they're like, okay, yes, if your players aren't playing up to the standard you set and that you want, then obviously it's like, what are you doing that you can't get them to the play to this level? But at the same time, I don't like that Frank Vogel was the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. I also don't understand this um, thing about the Lakers to where they think they're getting all these great coaches after what they just did to Frank Vogel of it's kind of messed up, in my opinion, to be like, hey, yo, you let everybody else know that Frank Vogel was fired. And then Frank Vogel, when they asked him about, about it, because you saw the media, they asked him about it. He said, I didn't hear shit. And he yeah. literally said that. He, he cussed. He's like, I didn't hear as, shit. As he they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, as he should. Yes, you're right. Because it's like, why, didn't, why couldn't they come yeah. tell me? I learned it from them, and then it's all like, okay, well, he's going to get notified Monday. It's like, well, I already know now. And then, obviously, today they actually let him know, and they're like, okay, they officially did it. It's kind of messed up, but you see these Lakers fans, and you see that the Lakers are hopeful in interviewing, like, Nick Nurse, the coach of the Raptors, which doesn't make sense to me because the Raptors are a good team. Why would he leave that situation to come be in a toxic situation in L.A. just because it's L.A.? Uh, same thing with Doc Rivers. They're talking about their interview with Doc Rivers. They're interviewing Mark Jackson. They're interviewing all types of other coaches. And you're like, uh, other than Mark Jackson, everybody else they're interviewing is on is a K coach for a team already. Yeah. And most times, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right there. If if Philly does underperforms, Doc will be available. Fact, if, yes, if Philly underperforms, Doc will be the next head coach of the Lakers. <laughs> I'm calling it now. <laughs> they're already talking about him. Yeah, they, they already. They wanted Tyron. Yeah. They wanted Lou, who was Lou's predecessor. You know what I mean? It, it, it kind of makes sense. But um, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, man. No, no, you straight. I was just saying the same thing. I was saying like they wanted Doc in, in like outside of what's it called like I said, 
uh, Mark Jackson, everybody else is already a head coach. So why would they leave those situations outside of obviously mm-hmm. Doc Rivers? Because he has those. If he underperforms, yeah. he's gone. But then you have like uh, Snyder from the Jazz. Like they're talking about him. They're like, okay, well, if the Jazz underperform, they're trying to think about blowing the Jazz up. Maybe he can be one for the Lakers as well. So outside those two, I don't understand. I, I just don't understand why everybody just thinks the Lakers. Yeah are going to get this next big person just because of L.A. They're living off that reputation. But who knows? We'll see what the coaching, uh, how their coaching I mean, goes. I hope I hope it's not any of those well, big it names. It's ugly on that because it's it's not even as much as, oh, what names are available. is what available names. Look at this roster, the uncertainty, even when it's set. You know what I mean? Even, even when the roster is set and you know exactly who's going to be there, you don't know who's going to be, if they're going to stay healthy or what they're going to give you. Um, and then moving forward, there's no not a lot of cap space for them to work with. There's no draft picks for them to to really build around the cap space to circumvent that. So you're you're dealing with a roster that's aged and mid level exception money. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. Because I mean, they don't really have their own pick until like 2026. Yes, technically in 2025 they have their pick, but the Pelicans have the right to that pick. Yeah, they like they have, they have the rights to that pick if they forego the, like the 2024 or something like that. It gets weird, but they're actually legit with no exception, no changes. They don't have their own legit pick until 2026. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, you don't even know what the cap, what the roster is going to look like, what the cap's going to look like, because when you look at this team everybody's on those short deals. Nobody's coming back. Like you have LeBron who's guaranteed back, but this is his last mm-hmm. year. You have AD who's guaranteed back because he's locked in into like uh, 2024 but and LeBron then he has a player AD option. Exactly. So, and then you have THT. Those are the only three names you have guaranteed locked in. Lot. LeBron, THT, and Russ has a player option. He's exercising that. He has he's, a player. He's exercising that. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, it's 47 million. Yeah. It's 47 <laughs> million. He'll be the highest paid player on the team. Happen when they should happen. But, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, Russ yeah. is probably going to be on the roster, but then so then you, got the, then you had the Enigma as a new coach trying to come in and look at the roster with like a fresh outlook and be like, all right, cool, I got Russ here, I got LeBron here, and I got AD here. And you know this shit not going to work. Do you pretend? Do you give it a try into the All Star break and then try and deal Westbrook, or do you just as soon as you walk uh-uh. in the door tell Palenka, "Yo, I can't, I, I don't want to run this shit"? Or do you, or do you, Harrison, think the Lakers can win with Westbrook? I don't think they're winning with Westbrook. I think they already know that they're trading. They're already trading. They're already looking at the trades yeah, for Russ Westbrook. We've been seeing it come out all the time. Yeah, we saw. I don't understand the teams that do want him. Like the Charlotte were like, okay, we want to bring Russ on with Charlotte just because of salary. Gordon Hayward's contract lasts longer than Russ's contract. Yeah. So it was going to basically be like a salary dump. Y'all get Gordon Hayward so we can come off that contract because they don't want to pay Hayward anymore because they gave him that big contract. We get Russ. Russ is only here for one year, and then we have a ton of salary space, and we can make moves wherever we want in the year of 2023-24. However, that doesn't make sense to me because you're sacrificing LaMelo's development to try to potentially make a move in 2023-24. 
I mean, you have a point there, but then like you already have, like, I guess if you keep Terry Rozier right there too at the two, mm-hmm. but Terry Rozier sometimes runs that bench. You know, I, it, it just gets finicky in my opinion. And then you got to do the whole make Russ agree to come off the bench. It could be a whole Carmelo situation where it could be a toxic and, locker and room because never, he doesn't want to come off the bench. This is why whenever Doc loses the job, he gets another one because he's one of the few coaches that is still fucking coaching. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll, he'll still he'll still hurt a player feelings. You know, you don't really care about because that's the only reason Russ started half the games he started this year. Besides his talent, when he was off, you know, he got he was starting just off name recognition, and I mean, <clears throat> that's not gonna get you no. It's not gonna get you no dub when you need it most, man. If if Russell Westbrook is the best player in the starting five, well, if he's one of the start five best players to play, then he needs to play. But I don't think that's gonna be him in a lot of these teams, especially with some of the point guards in this league. So. Coaches need to adjust, and Westbrook needs to adjust his expectations, just like Melo had to adjust. Did you see Melo's comments after um the exit interviews when he was? Uh oh, you talking about last yeah. night? Well, we gotta think this is a different Melo than Correct. it was. I'm talking about like OKC Melo when he was like, "I'm not coming Correct. off the bench." This is a different Melo. Still, my, my point is Melo had to go to that adjustment, but he learned, and Melo's Melo and Westbrook aren't that far apart. You know what I mean? So the lessons, they're on the same team. I'm sure Melo had these conversations with Westbrook. Everybody had conversations with Westbrook. He has to prepare himself to to age gracefully, especially he wants to maintain a role, you know, in the NBA because when your skill declines and your attitude doesn't mesh and you don't want to accept it, it can get ugly. You know what I mean? Melo can still get a bucket. I think it's going to get ugly because – He's he's made it clear that he wants his he believes he still can lead a team. His family, his brother and everything, and his wife has came out and they, they if you look at their their posts on social media, they've made it clear. Um and there's no way they're posting like that and Russ does doesn't agree with it. You oh, know Russ what I mean? You see your family. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they feel like he would be right on his own team. They're like they're the Lakers want a good situation for him. If he was on his own team, he could still put up great numbers. He can still lead a team. He can still do X, Y, and Z on his own Except team that's built around him. Too. No, that would be for awful Sacramento. for Sacramento <laughs> to do. That would be awful for Sacramento to do. That would be a bad move. Uh, so, but I wouldn't be surprised because Sacramento's oh, yeah, poverty. I, mean, I hate Sacramento. Yeah, like, so they need to, they don't need, they don't deserve a team anymore. But that's a topic for another day. Um, and I'm not going to skip yeah, Westbrook. So, I was just curious to see if yeah. he thought. Westbrook's not the scapegoat yeah, at a, all. He's just not a good fit. You know what I mean? That, and that yeah. leads me to my next point. And I think you t- we already touched on it a little bit. But the way this roster construction is, the way the roster was constructed, did the Lakers ever really feasibly have a chance? Like, did we really expect this roster to stay healthy for even three quarters of the season? Uh in the beginning of the year, yes, because here was the theory. I and I fell into the trap too, because usually I'm like, I look at this team and I'm like, no, behind sight's always 2020. Mm-hmm. In theory, you look at this team, you're like, okay, LeBron and AD dominate. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the year, they were like, AD is gonna play the center. Everything's gonna go well. They're but then that's not how the season started. We saw double big lineups with AD at the power forward, DeAndre Jordan at the five. Russell Westbrook and LeBron James all on the court at the same mm-hmm. time. That is zero spacing. That 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 doesn't make but sense. You have to so sacrifice the spacing for defense because it was, 
Yes, they did, but AD is supposed to be a defensive player of the year, and at the five, he should be able to control the game and be on, because everybody told me that Anthony Davis is the best defender in the league. He, he's better than Rudy Gobert on the, in, on the defense end. Rudy Gobert, as much as I slander him and as much as I like joke on him for not guarding the perimeter and everything, when it comes to protecting the paint and protecting with like 10 feet and inside, He's dominant. He's the best player in the league in, in that certain skill set. Yeah. And the Jazz know no matter who they put around, they put not, they put sharpshooters that can't defend around him, and he can protect that range. Everyone told me AD was the better defender. So if AD is that defender that people say he is, he should be able to protect that range, protect the paint, and then they go from there. That was their whole niche was the Lakers were building a 3 and D team. Like, everybody's supposed to be 3 and D. You got all these players that shoot threes and play defense. Anthony Davis protect the paint. And then that's how it goes. That didn't work for some whatever reason. We don't know the reason, but AD didn't play yeah. five. AD didn't play the center. So DeAndre Jordan, they had no spacing. So in the beginning, we're like, oh, yeah, this looks good. You got Kendrick Nunn. You got Malik Monk. Kendrick Nunn hasn't played a game this Steve season. Malik Monk. Yeah. Malik Monk was missing a lot. And you just had a lot of players injured and missing a lot. And we're like, okay, well, when these players miss, that's why we have Russell Westbrook. Because Russell Westbrook, yes, he's not the championship contender point guard you want. But as far as it comes to floor raising, like you put Russell Westbrook on the court with a bunch of like mid-level starters. Mm-hmm. He can win you games. Like, as much as we slander Russell Westbrook, he will go get his numbers, and he can will your so, games. Do you want him doing that all the time? No. But he can will you there. Uh, I mean, you, you you want him doing that all the time, but you want him to be able to adjust. You know what I mean? Like, Which he doesn't. <laughs> he just doesn't. And I don't know. It, I don't think it's a, a capability thing. I just think it's a willingness thing, but that's not – that's not why we're here today. I'm not. It's hard to talk about Westbrook without really trying to deep dive into him because he has so much potential. It's just his his mindset is what makes him and breaks him at the same time, and it's so fascinating to me. Yeah, I don't want to slander Westbrook. I'm just saying, like you, you were talking about, like why the team oh, yeah. felt like that. That's a part no, of it. Yeah. That like that that was a part of it with the. But it's not just Westbrook's yeah. fault. Because in theory, it made sense with a lineup of Russell Westbrook or Malik Monk, who's a sniper, LeBron. You throw a stretch big like Carmelo in, because Carmelo is playing the power forward at this point in his career. And then you put AD at the center. Yes, you don't have the most defense, but that's where you have AD from. Again, Rudy Gobert can protect the paint. And you have all these other defensive bigs like Clint Capella and all these other players who protect the paint when they don't have great perimeter um, defenders around them. You have AD there to protect that, and then y'all just have all that spacing. Mm-hmm. But nobody was expecting AD to come out and just shoot awful. Mm-hmm. AD was shooting like 19% from the three for the longest time at the beginning of the season. He couldn't hit a jump shot. So if you have teams not guarding AD, you already have two bigs in the paint. You got LeBron who needs spacing. And Russell, like, in after two or three weeks, we were like, okay, this isn't going to work. But in the beginning, it's like, yeah, in theory, it worked. Now you're looking at it. No, it doesn't. I think with this roster, though, for next year, they can make some moves. If Indiana, I saw he saw. I'm sure you saw the trade with Indiana. They were talking about with Indiana that was suggested. They were in talks. If Indiana makes that trade, mm-hmm. I, that trade. I want oh. Indiana. Uh-huh. I missed that trade. Give me the details. Oh yes, yeah. so it was going to be Malcolm Brogdon, mm-hmm. 
who is a capable starting point guard, oh, twenty and seven yeah, guy, can, can shoot in forty percent from the three. Yeah, and then Buddy Hill mm-hmm. for Westbrook and a slew of picks. Yes, uh, that does work for the Lakers. Why would Indiana do that? They can get a better deal for Malcolm Brogdon. They can get a better deal for Buddy Hill without having to pair them up to get Russell Westbrook. All right, let me ask you this. That doesn't make sense. Is it more likely that <coughs> the Lakers trade Westbrook for a deal that's favorable to them? or that? Oh, no, they're not getting a deal that's favorable Westbrook for them. Westbrook is the Lakers next season. Like, let's think about it. Um, what if there's not a true market for Westbrook? Like... I don't, there's always a market. There's always a market if million. you want to. Yeah, no, no. There's always a market if you're willing to get first-round picks. Yeah. Look at what, like, Kimball Walker, Westbrook is better than Kimball Walker at this point right now. Kimball Walker was traded. All we had to do was add a first-round pick. OKC took him, and then they Please bought him out. Bring, OKC yeah. has plenty of cap Please, space. No. No. You know how your, no. you know how your GM See, is. But, you you but give him a first-round pick, he's taking it. talent. On not not, I won't say too much talent, but there's enough talent on OKC's roster. If Westbrook gets that motherfucker and start doing what he does, they might. But y'all can buy him out, just like y'all bought Kimba. Yeah, out. but <clears throat> that's what I'm like. Kimba was making forty million. Like, you know what I'm saying? What if you don't want to? What if huh? you don't want to? Now you're just paying. Well, I'm just wall. saying. I'm just saying. Like that's a possibility because you're you're you know your GM loves the picks. If the Lakers say here's a here's a pick, here's two first round picks, take Westbrook. And buy well, and just take him. Y'all buy him out, but y'all have there two. There is picks. a scenario in which I'm actually okay with Russell Westbrook coming back to OKC, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. And that's in the sense where it's two, and one's a pipe dream. I'm not even gonna say it out loud. But the second <laughs> is that he just he accepts not. I don't want him to change who he is. I want him to dial it back. I want him to pick his spots better. And if, if he can become a better version of himself and accept whatever the truth is that's facing him with his game, then I think he can be an He's asset to any team. And I think he will. I just don't know when. And I don't think – I don't want to be the team that takes a flyer when he hasn't figured that shit out. Boom. Well, again, but y'all aren't trying to win right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, y'all can just take the picks, get the, the Lakers come off that contract, and then the Lakers have 47 extra million you know, to go sign a free you know agent this season. That's what do. I'm saying. You know what Sam Preston trying to do. Man. It looks like he will take anything for a first round pick. That's why I'm saying. I was just saying that's a suggestion. I'm not saying that happens. I'm just saying. Like. Like, yes, that's what I'm saying. If the Lakers say, here's our 2025-26 first-round pick, the Lakers aren't going to have AD or LeBron by then. Yeah. They might be a bad team. That might be a really good pick. So take the pick, get Westbrook, buy him out, be good, let the Lakers be like, okay, well, we're going to take this salary no, cap and go. Lakers are going to be bad. We're going to try and compete. My – this real quick, real quick sidebar, and we're going to get back to the real pot. My hope for OKC is that we fucking get lucky, get a top two pick, get a stud, and then we just trade for an already established stud to pair with our already established stud SGA. Now we got two studs and a potential stud. You know what I mean? And we just 
But yeah, but I don't know. I still think y'all about two, three years away because yeah, but Giddy still has to develop a little bit. Chemistry Dort is elite. Time. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, but if you uh, get an established player, it would have to be an established player that way. just yeah, signed yeah, the contract. So he, yeah, so he has to be on like four or five years on his contract, the, so he can stay there for the a while. First round picks, OKC aren't <coughs> they aren't superstar grabbers? You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe if you trade the whole slew of them, but if you onesie twosie it, you probably get in friends. You know what I mean? You get in friend stars. You know what I mean? Or you get in. Well, that depends if you pick if you package one of your players too. Like Lou Dort is a player a lot of teams would want. If you like say, hey, here's Lou Dort plus three or four first round picks, you could go get a star. You could go get an all star caliber player. I think Trey Man going. I'm more likely to give a Trey Man. But yeah, I'm saying either I was just thinking a player like that, a player like that plus three or four first round picks. And y'all will get a star no, easily. But the Lakers don't. Y'all, have, y'all literally will Lakers get a star. Don't have players like that, and that, and knowing how the, that roster was constructed, knowing that, you know, the players that were signed that were expected to contribute weren't available half the season. Was it even fair to judge Frank Vogel on this season? I honestly, don't think so. But people were calling for Frank Vogel's job for the past two years when they won the championship. People were calling for Frank Vogel's job. Everybody was saying they won the championship in spite of Frank Vogel. Yeah, the the first year they were bad. The second year they were like, "Hey, because um, remember the first year they didn't yeah. make the they didn't do too well." Second year they were like, "Yeah, we won. We made to the uh, we went to the bubble. We won the championship. But during the championship, during the bubble whole series and then racing, they were like, we don't want him mm-hmm. back. We need him fired. But he won a championship and the Lakers Nation were like, well, that championship bought him a couple more years.'" Right. They had a bad year last year, and they're like, no, they're not good. We don't want Frank Vogel. They gave him one more chance. And, I mean, it, this year was the only year I would say it was unfair to judge Frank Vogel, but he's had it coming because for the past mm, couple years, they've geez. already been wanting his job. Mm, all, right. all right. They won a championship, okay, fair, fair. but they still didn't Listen. want him there. <laughs> Listen, you're Rob. You're Rob Polinka. All right. I won you a championship two seasons ago, right? We got bounced the next season, first round. And then this season, with the roster you assembled, that shit fell apart in our hands. So, you know what I mean? And matter of fact, everyone... I understand what you're talking about this year. Every roster that missed the playoff, you assembled. And I'm the scapegoat. Yes, and I'm I understand. The here, and you're going to tell me I'm the problem here? So you in good conscience can assemble a roster this shitty and tell me that it wasn't, that you weren't planning to fire me? Well, that's why I said, like, he's had it coming for a couple yeah, years. Just because he won the championship. Like, oh, he earned it. I'm saying. This no, 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 no. He's had, he's, had, he's had the. That was in the playbook. Well, he's had the firing coming. Because, like, again, during the championship, during their championship run, Frank Vogel was making a lot of bad decisions, rotations. People were like, rotation-wise, he's an awful coach. He has good defense. He has awful offense. Of um, his, The offense looks bad, but he's always been a good defense coach. And the rotations are bad. They're like, everybody was complaining about the rotations the whole time. We're like, these rotations don't make sense. These rotations don't make sense. These rotations don't make sense. His rotations are but they won the championship. His hmm? rotations might be shittier than average. 
Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. As a coach, you can't have bad rotation. But he was a good player coach. Like, the players got liked him. So, okay, again, they won championships on another year. They go into last year, and the rotation still looked very, very bad. Um, I know Anthony Davis says he doesn't like to play center. But then he eventually was like, I will play center. But as a coach, you have to make the decision. Like, hey, this is the line that's going to be best for that me. That boy, brutal. Regardless of – Hey, but regardless of what other players say or playing bets more than your young guys just because their bets and their names and <laughs> their your your stars, friends and stuff like that, you're trying to make your players happy, but you're not helping the young guys. Like how the young guys were talking about how Malik Monk came out this year, was talking about how like the Lakers situation was a toxic environment because the young guys took all the blame and took all the flack regardless if it was truly their fault or the vets' fault. They're like, if the vets messed up, it was still the young guy's fault. And as a coach, you're like, you're not playing your young guys. You have your vets playing all these minutes. You have Avery Bradley in there over Malik Monk. That doesn't make sense. That's just bad coaching. That's bad coaching. And you have all these bad rotations, and you're playing these older guys that don't make sense to play, and then you're losing games. And people are like, why didn't you play these young guys? Play these young guys. And you're just not playing mm-hmm. them. That that's kind of that's bad coach. You got as a coach, you got to be like, this is the lineup that works best. So we need to play it. I don't care about your feelings. Like you were just talking about feelings earlier. I don't care about your feelings. I don't care about X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. This is the lineup that will help us win games. This is the lineup we're going with. Y'all, if y'all sitting on the bench and you're mad, you're not getting your minutes and you're not getting this, then play better. If you're not going to play better, I don't want to hear. It. I don't care that you've been in the league 10 years. What does that mean right now when you're missing mm-hmm. shots and you're missing defensive rotations? That's my only thing. 10 years and we, we, we gave up assets to acquire you. We can't look like we fucked up. Okay, that's, yeah. That's another decision that looks worse. You, you got a point there. Does local. And if, if what I read is I mean, true, I mean, you got you got Palenka and Kurt Rambis in film, in film sessions, you know what I mean, with your coach. It's, it's probably a lot of pressure to play the niggas they just signed. Well, yeah, because they said, because if Frank Vogel immediately came out and said he wanted to bench Russ. He didn't want Russ starting for the longest time. He wanted to bench Russ and um, what's it called? So he says he wanted to bench Russ, but the owners or the GM and everybody like Palinka them wanted him to play. Because yeah. it's like, okay, you need Russ to play. But Palinka, I mean, um, Frogel said he wanted Russ to come off the bench. He wanted to bench him, but obviously that didn't happen. So, all right, man. So, how do you fix this team? Go. How do you fix this team? Mm-hmm. Well, first and foremost, like I said, you only have three players on this team guaranteed. Kendrick Nunn's more than likely going to take his player option, so that's four players. Russ is probably going to take his player option. That's five players. So you have those five players, and you have roughly. I don't know. Um, with all those salaries, you probably only have roughly like twenty to thirty million mm-hmm. to really mess around with because you have Russ with forty-seven, eighty with thirty-seven, and LeBron with like forty-four. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of money. You're gonna have to have a lot of people taking these vet minimums, just like last year, where they're gonna have to be signing for two million, three million, two million, one million, everything like that. So the plan you're going to have to do, you gotta move. You gotta use that pick to move Russ. Yeah. Regardless of what it takes, I don't care what it takes. You have to either A, move Russ, 
or B, move AD. Or, you can't have both. Or C. What's C? You know what C is, man. Move LeBron? Not move LeBron. LeBron say, fuck this shit, I'm out. Well, LeBron can't. He can request a trade, but he can't. He's technically locked in for one more year. LeBron. So LeBron can be like, yo. He can request a trade. Yeah, he can can request a trade, but... Um, LeBron, LeBron. You talking about what I what I want to do? You ain't gonna ask me a question and stop giving your opinion. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> so, like I said, move. I would say move Russ. If it takes those one pick or two picks, move Russ. If you move Russ, that's forty seven million plus that extra twenty thirty million. You can get a lot of role players with that. You be like, hey, LeBron, eighty, y'all are our foundation. We are going to go sign a, a third option who's going to be a scorer and just do his job, and we're going to pay him like $20 million. You can go get another player and get him like $16, 17000000 million. Mm-hmm. Get another $16, 17000000 million guy, and then you can start putting that roster together with the twos and three million players. And then, why, like, you don't have to have the I – don't, I don't like how the NBA is today where, you, where they want the big names and the stars. You can win with LeBron and AD – Three solid starters that are like fifteen to twenty million, like a year players, yeah. like legit starters. They're not superstars, but they're starters who will come in, do their job, average fifteen points, do their whatever, and then move on, and then fill up the rest of it like everybody else. You can go, okay, now we can get those little bench guys. That's what I would say, yeah. do. But there's no guarantee they do because that's giving up. I can see why they wouldn't because that's giving up your future. Because if you give up those future picks, LeBron walks next year. AD walks the year after that. What are you left with? You are you're left with a horrible roster and no draft picks. Nah, shit. So it's like, I can understand why they wouldn't do that and be like, hey, we're just gonna have to, y'all just going to have to go with Russ because if this doesn't work out, at least we are covered when LeBron leaves. Because it's not about if LeBron leaves, is when LeBron leaves. So when LeBron leaves, exactly, that's what I'm saying. So LeBron leaves, you'll still have your pick after him. Uh, 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 When AD leaves, you'll have your picks. Wait, wait, wait. Unless the Lakers get crazy and draft Bronny in the second round, if he goes that low. I don't know. We don't don't know where he's going to be. He will go that low. I mean, unless he has a crazy... Like I said, unless he has a crazy freshman year... He, that's the only way. If he has a crazy freshman year in college, then he'll go higher. If not, he's more likely going to be a second-round pick. Just off the strength of his dad being fired basketball. But it is what it is. Yeah. Like, I'll see so, after players go first now. But Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how I like. So you can you – like, so what What do you do in that situation as if you if you the GM? Do you be like, hey, F these picks. We go all in one more year. This is probably our last year with LeBron. F these picks go in one more year, or do you say, hey, LeBron, you just got to deal with this roster. You got to deal with Russ one more year. We'll try to make it work one more year, just because we know you're going to leave, and we're going to have – we want to make sure we're covered for the next three, four years after you're gone. We got to have our picks. I'll take that. What do you do? Do you do you keep your picks, or do you go all in with LeBron? I go all in with LeBron. I keep, I keep everything as the same, honestly. I think you, you, you consider flipping Russ – but if the return isn't what you want, don't settle. You know what I'm saying? 
But other than that, I think I think time and consistency and people knowing what their roles are going to another season and staying healthy and that's the only that's the only hiccup with this roster is that it wasn't healthy. But I mean I think time Here's a counter to what you said huh? though. Sorry to cut you off. Here's the counter to what you say. You said the the time, but again, they only have five players on this roster. Those other only three of those like matter. eight players. Yeah, only three of those matter. But those other like eight players, there's no guarantee they come back. So even if Russ figures out, they still got to learn how to play. Where everybody else got to get back. They everybody else got to mm. get used to and learn it. So you still got to have that learning curve. I mean, I think I like to believe that a lot of the at least half of the people that are going to leave will come back if you know LeBron and AD as nicely. It's nicely feel wanted. Um, and I don't really think anybody played well enough to command like a ton of money anywhere else outside of, like maybe Malik. Carmelo will find a role somewhere, but he'll probably. It, it depends on how much he wants to play. So I mean, we'll we'll see. I know it's not realistic to keep that same roster, so we all know that Russ is getting traded, and it'll really be up to Palenka to make smart roster moves and, you know, add some defense, add some shooting, consistent shooting. As somebody that can handle the ball, he, they got a lot of needs and very little ways to address them. So I don't. Yeah, but I still say the I'm really keeping the. Well, yeah, but even when they if they fire Rob Palinka, <laughs> it's like the new GM still got to come in and clean it up, yeah, and hopefully he's not afraid to make those moves. And he's like, "Hey, move Russ." Either like y'all know you said the return. But with that pay with like one of those other returns where it's just like, hey, like the Charlotte one, that is fair. Mm-hmm. Charlotte wants to get rid of Gordon Hayward. Y'all can figure out the salaries. You don't have to give up all your picks to do that. And you just get Gordon Hayward. And that's a that Gordon Hayward works out well with the Lakers. Um, and then maybe like PJ Washington or somebody they have to throw in one more team, just to, one more player or something just to match salaries. However, you go on the other side and you're like, hey, with those other people, everybody else is going to fleece you. The Charlotte Hornets are the only one I can see viable, at least from the reports. I know everybody else is going to fleece you. Everybody else is going to fleece you. Like, fuck that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you never know. Because um, with that Pacers one, yes, you're getting Buddy Hill back. And yes, you're getting Malcolm Barton, who are two phenomenal players with those role players. The, the, that's the kind of players I'm talking about getting that with that 15, 20 million a year type thing. But the only problem is how many picks you have to give up to get them. Because then, again, you're going in for one year and you're giving up your assets for the future. Girl, everybody else, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, everybody else is taking Everybody else is taking more. You're going to get fleeced. Like how they were like, okay, how about they called up the Rockets. Like, hey, can we just do John Wall for Russell Westbrook straight up? And they're the Rockets like, no, nah, we want a first-round pick. The Lakers are like, why do we have to give you a first-round pick? You're not even playing them. They're like, well... Y'all the ones that want to get this trade done, so give us the first round picks. I feel like a lot of teams are gonna him to you, like why no take backs? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's a situation like that. It's like, hey, I feel like every other team is gonna be like, hey, y'all got to give us something. Y'all got y'all are gonna lose this deal. There's no way y'all win this deal. So y'all gonna have to. It's just what they want to settle for because it's gonna be settling at the end of the day. Other than the pages, um, other than the Hornets one, it's gonna be settling more than likely. But we'll see in the future. We'll see this summer. Right, man, last question. So it's gonna be a wild wild. They said they want to hire someone before the draft, preferably 
who are you who are you picking? Doesn't matter if they're available or not. Bet make it realistic. Realistically speaking, I think they settle for. I think they're gonna try to get Doc Rivers, Mm -hmm. but I think Philly can. If Philly gets past the first round, they get knocked out in the second round. They'll they'll give they'll run they'll give Doc one more year and let him run it back. So they're not gonna they're not gonna get Doc. And I feel like they're more than likely gonna bring Mark Jackson back. Mm -hmm. Mark Jackson has been looking for a job. Mark Jackson is a, you know, a black coach. And when he comes to players like LeBron and them, that 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 could be favorable for him. He's probably going to be the best option out, like legit the best option they can get big name-wise. They're probably better options, small name. But, you know, it's L.A. We won't go for the big name. They're probably going to be the best name, big no name, name they can get. Yeah, that's probably going to be the best black. big name you can get. And we're just gonna have to go with that, and we'll see what that happens. Like, see how it works. I can see Mark Jackson making his coaching return from there. Um, it'd be it wouldn't shock me to see that because Mark Jackson's not gonna get a coaching job anywhere else. Is, if Ray Dot Rodman retired this offseason, is he a head coach next year? Yes. I don't see him retiring this well, year though. Question. Yeah. He he would yeah he's one of the best and greatest basketball minds and so yeah he definitely he's definitely a coach he comes back that's if he decides to if he wants to be a coach there would definitely be a job available to him year one I agree I agree and that's it ladies and gentlemen dang we don't respect women no more I guess. The WNBA draft is going on right now, and this is how you're treating this? <laughs> we don't respect women during the WNBA draft. Hey, man, we listen, respect listen, y'all listen, queens. Listen, I don't know listen, what listen, listen. Spells is going through his dark. He going. He's going through his future saga in his life right That's now. That's not true at all. I don't I know. Look, man. <laughs> About to get Kyra on the show for this. I need her on the show. She was, she was, she was trying to peep her head in here a little earlier. You had to kick her out. But oh, <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm not gonna hear that that outro, man. I don't got that memorized yet. Oh, brother! Always, always, always remember to respect women, but most importantly, remember to respect yourself. And we out. <laughs> <laughs>